Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 7th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball it is spring training, and I have guys to talk about from yesterday and, of course, what's going to happen today. One thing I'm going to change from previous days is I'm going to look at everybody that's going to go today and tell you what I'm going to be looking for so you can do it on your own as you watch these games today. But unlike yesterday where we had a full weekend of games to talk about, it should be a little bit quicker today because we just had one day on Monday and a little bit shorter uh, to talk about. So Matt Manning went 1.1 innings, four and runs. Yeah, if you had any interest in Matt Manning, you should stop doing that. Uh, I actually kind of wonder if they're going to not let him start. Maybe someone like Joey Wentz gets the opportunity. Just something to think about. You have Spencer Turnbull coming back. You have Michael Lorenzen. You have Eduardo Rodriguez. You have Matthew Boyd. I think those four are locked in. But if Matt Manning is still lower in velocity and just looking like this, they could send him back to the minors for a moment. And then you have, say, Joey Wentz who I think has looked kind of good. I don't know. We'll see what happens there in Detroit. Uh, Chris Sale, he topped out at 96. That's the velocity report I got. Let's say he's sitting at 94 and change. That's fine. It's not ideal. We want to see him like at 95, 96 consistently. But uh, I'm in for this. I think that Chris Sale is effective at that with a really good slider still and a good changeup and decent locations. And yeah, I'm interested in Chris Sale. I think everyone's going to feel like he's a 20% strikeout rate guy now, and that's just not the case. Uh, Hunter Brown, he's a tick down and two for 40 whiffs, and he doesn't elevate his four-seamers. And I'm not in on the Hunter Brown train. Um, I was really hoping he would just be dominating right now, and he's not doing that. So I know a lot of people are saying, hey, Hunter Brown, he was so good, and he's next to Verlander and all this stuff. He's not. Uh, his four-seamer was a sub-10% swing strike rate last year. Yeah, I'm not in on Hunter Brown. Jack Flaherty, 92 innings. Uh, sorry, 92 innings. 92 mile per hour fastballs. Uh, normally, it's like 93, 94. And we want to see 93, 94. So, it might be by design. It was his first start back out. I'm not going to really judge him harshly for it. But he was 0 for 16 on his slider for whiffs. 0 for 16. But he did go 3 innings in 5K. So, what do I know? It isn't Jack Flaherty as you know it yet. And that, to me, is... Okay. I'm a little worried about that because I think one of the worries we have about Jack Flaherty isn't necessarily out of the gate. It is in season how long he lasts, too. So unlike, say, Luzardo and Severino and Kershaw, those guys, we expect them to pitch and to be very productive, right? Luzardo's 97 miles per hour. Severino, killing it. Kershaw is Kershaw, right? Unlike Flaherty, where we don't know what the quality is going to be. Corvin pitched. He's fine. He's kind of a sneaky best ball play. He's going to be on a winning team with Atlanta. He's fine. He's a Toby. Sandy Alcatar went against McShane. That is Shane McClanahan. McShane had the better off of 2.1 innings clean of two and two Ks. I think his command wasn't quite there. Changeup was floated out of the zone a bit. The breaking stuff wasn't down. Sandy Alcantara, the command definitely was not there. Two walks. He wasn't precise with the fastball in the zone. It's okay. 
I think he was a tick down by design too. He's not fully ramped up, which means, and generally I want you guys to understand when you throw softer, when you're not going like proper, it affects your command. You're not going through everything as you normally do. Uh, it's why like people get the yips going to first base because you're not doing the full on thing that you practice all the time. So keep that in mind a little bit with all of this. Dre Jameson, he fanned five and allowed 300 runs and five base runners in 2.2 innings. Now, he was pulled in that second inning. They came back for the third. I love that they can do that in spring training where you uh, they let you get removed from an inning to limit your pitch count and then allow you to come back in the next inning. It was great. The number five spot is still his. I know we have all this Brandon Fought hype, and I'm in on that. He's not going to start out of the gate. It is going to be Dre Jameson. His fastball topped out at 98. That probably means he was like 95, 96, but uh, that's good to see that Dre Jameson at least has that elite velocity still in the tank in some way. You're asking, Nick, what about Ryan Nelson? Well, Ryan Nelson, yeah, I think he's not going to be in that conversation uh, with fought leapfrogging him considering the velocity is still down. I, the shoulder was a problem in September. I imagine it's still affecting him now. So Brandon Fought is someone... Even in my 12-teamers, I talk about how you want to be rotating early in the season to find the thing. Brandon Fought is worth it to me to hold on to because the second he comes up, I really believe that he is the truth. So I'm going to be drafting Brandon Fought in 12-teamers as a stash play at the end of my drafts. That, that's just how it is because I think he's that much of an impact when he does arrive. Uh, looking forward to other guys. We have we have some actually some very interesting conversations to be had. But we're going to talk about those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Brady Singer, three innings, five Ks, zero earned runs, zero walks. Brady Singer does not have the new changeup or anything. Um, he's kind of the same guy, but maybe he's a little bit better than he was in 2021. I don't know. I feel like 2022 versus 2021 Brady Singer is the same. He's a cherry bomb. I'm not against having him on your rosters. I think some people are really excited about Brady Singer. I'm not. That's all. That's all I want to say. Nick Martinez. I am really excited about him. Not as much as Brady Singer, but like as a discount 15-teamer deep or a stash play or really actually a play out of the gate for the first week and just kind of seeing if he runs away with it is Nick Martinez against the the Padres. Uh, sorry, for the Padres. 3.1 innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, three case. He was pulled in that second inning. It was unearned runs. They didn't want his pitch count to go up, and he came back and pitched the full third and then pitched, um, yeah, and pitched the full fourth. Uh, he had two unearned runs. It was only one earned run, though. 
Uh, three hits, one walk, three Ks. His approach is still good. We watched some of this one. It's what I want to see. There's some little adjustments against right-handers. I think he's throwing too many away fastballs against them, but that's fine. Uh, the, the, the lefties were a bigger issue last year, and to see him actually uh, go inside to them effectively is a really, really cool thing. I think his curveball's good. I think his changeup's good. I think he plays for a winning ball club. Has a massive offense, one of the best in the majors. Like, that's what you want. And he's the SP5, maybe even four. And he could just run away with it. Like, if you're looking for Merrill Kelly with a, with a little bit more strikeouts, actually pretty much Merrill Kelly, because what do you have, like 21, 22% strikeout rate last year? It's Nick Martinez. <laughs> and I often say uh, you can find the Tobies during, you know, uh, during the season, but like, why not just try and have it now with Nick Martinez? I think it's there. So we don't draft Tobies, and I get that. Just as the last pick, if you need that start early on, I think that's the way to go. Um, Noah Syndergaard was on the other side, three innings, zero and runs, two Ks. I want to get more velocity readings, and I also want to see how the slider is performing. The slider, to me, is the is the make or break for Syndergaard. If he's actually getting legitimate whiffs on that, then we can be excited again. He didn't really get to have that last year. He became more of like a fastball changeup guy for a bit. That's not Syndergaard, who lied on Babbitt, sub-20% strikeout rate and all that. So unless something has really changed there, I'm still out there. Aaron Savali did well over two innings. That's fine. You know, he's, he's okay. He looks like he's Aaron Savali. Um, terrible camera angle. So I couldn't really do much more than that. Uh, but um, Aaron Savali, yeah, not a terrible get at the end of your drafts. I I think he's going to be a little cherry bomb esque. is is a bit of an issue for me, but seems fine, and that's pretty cool. Griffin Canning, two innings, two Ks, a hor- horrible camera angle again. I'm fine. I'm finding that I haven't really given any sort of spotlight to Griffin Canning, and I should. He should be the number six. There's a lot of talk about like Jose Suarez and stuff. I don't care. I know the second half was good. He's just good against lefties, bad against righties. And I think that that's too much of a headache. Griffin Canning could finally be actually healthy for some period of time and have two good breaking balls and a slider and a curveball and a good fastball that was sitting like 95. Like 94, 95. That's what you want from Griffin Canning. So there might be something there. You don't need to go for this. You can just kind of wait and see. But if you're in an AL only and you need another starter at the end, like anyone that's actually starting, Griffin Canning might be a very, very fun sleeper there. Um, Hayden Wesneski. Mm, Hayden Wesneski looks like the number five for the Cubs now uh, with Kyle Hendricks out. I mean, Steele, Justin Steele. I can't press the button right now. Marcus Stroman, uh, Jamison Tyone. I love Jamison Tyone. Jamison Tyone. Those are three that are completely locked there. Drew Smiley, number four, locked. Number five was like Adrian Sampson and Caleb Killian and Keegan Thompson. Wesneski, 2.2 innings, zero and runs, three Ks. He looks like he has it. We love the breaking ball. It is such a good breaking ball. I think the sinker is actually good enough. And he also has a good cutter too. And he has three pitches. And I'm not saying the sinker is elite. I'm not saying the cutter is elite. But the fact that he has two others outside of the breaking ball instead of just being fastball slider is a good thing. Fastball curve, whatever you want to call that thing. The breaker. So, it's not a good start out of the gate for Wisniewski, but I think he is someone that you do want to draft and then hold on to through the year. Uh, there's enough upside there. Um, Andrew Heaney is down 1.5 ticks to 2 ticks on everything. And what did he do? 3 innings, 0 and runs, 4 Ks. 
but it was all whiffs on fastballs and changeups, and the slider was 0 for 8 CSW. That's CSW, not whiffs, CSW. I'm a little worried. Command wasn't great. Uh, he's down in velocity. He has a history of injuries. I I just don't want to go after it. I feel like it's such a precarious situation with Andrew Heaney, and he's going at a time where there are a lot of really fun guys to chase where I might not feel good about Heaney out of the gate. Uh, I actually remember in labor draft bidding on Heaney and realizing, oh, wait, no, I don't want Andrew Heaney. Like, I think it was like a $1 or something like that, Andrew Heaney, and then no one was saying anything. I was like, oh, gosh, wait, I don't actually want Andrew Heaney. <laughs> and then other people got it. I was like, okay, cool. This is fine. Um, that was 12-team reliever. Uh, last two here. We have Luis Ortiz and Domingo Herman. Can you guess who my favorite target is here? Um, it's Domingo Herman. Look, Luis Ortiz with 97-98. That's good. He's the number six for the, the Pirates. Also, Juan Av- Aviedo went in this one. His command is still bad. It's like everything's in the middle of the zone or not in the zone at all. Not good. Ortiz, velocity is there. Only two out of 16 slider whiffs. If I'm going to buy in on Luis Ortiz, because his fastball is not the biggest whiff pitch, it needs to be the slider absolutely dominating. And it's not. It's not. It's not. Right? It's like, what is that, 10%? Uh, 12% swing strike rate or so? It needs to be like 20% or so. I need to see like 4 out of 16 or something there. Uh, not not happening right now. Luis Ortiz also has the number 6. Yeah, we can just wait on that one. Um, Domingo Herman though... He's up a tick in velocity, and he was before, and he still has it. Seven out of 43 whiffs. The curveball's looking good. The fastball's looking good. Changeup's looking good. It's a winning ball club with the Yankees. I'm in. He's going to get a good first start. I think Minger Herman is a really good get at the end of 12-teamers. Fantastic in deeper leagues. Considering also that the Yankees do have some injury history here with Nestor Cortez already slightly delayed, and also uh, Luis Severino. It might be a case that Domingo Herman has the spot, and then he still has the spot when there's the first injury. So then Clark Schmick takes that one, and so on and so forth, where Domingo just has the number five through the entire season. So I think Domingo Herman is a very, very good uh, get as well. Um, all right, looking forward to today's games. Uh, this This is the time that I'm actually going to just go over everybody here. Um, and not necessarily the ones on TV, but the ones that I'm just going to be thinking about um, when I do this podcast tomorrow. Matthew Boyd uh, is going for the Tigers. If his velocity still there, he's getting a lot of slider whiffs, and like, that should work. It is slightly more of a hitter's park right now in Detroit, but still, that should work for Matthew Boyd, and that's, again, really interesting AL-only target. Everyone's avoiding him, but imagine if Matthew Boyd is same velocity and has his old slider. Remember he was like a 25% strikeout guy? He was like your discount strikeout guy? That could still very much be the case. Kikuchi is going against a Mitch Keller. Kikuchi had that 14 whiff game, and I don't think it's going to stick, but he's been doing really well, and I'm just very curious if Kikuchi can keep up the K minus walk rate. That's really it there with Kikuchi. Uh, with Keller, the new cutter isn't getting any whiffs. Um, but if he still has increased velocity, and if he's getting slider whiffs, like legitimately, his stuff plus numbers are incredible. His PLV numbers on slider are incredible. Like, if the, he can really extract the most out of the slider and have a good fastball that's upstairs, that's what I've been looking for. And also, hey, cutter for strikes, that would work. But I haven't really seen him put it together proper, so I'm excited to see that. 
Grayson Rodriguez is going. As long as he's healthy, everything's good to go. <laughs> Kenta Maeda is on the opposite side of that one. It's on TV. Uh, Kenta Maeda is just about, hey, is he getting a good KMIS walk rate? You know, I, I expect him to be at like 91 miles per hour. We're not going to be able to watch this, but I would hope just sneaking in fastballs for called strikes and then still whiffs on sliders and splitters. Patino's going against Bailey Falter. Does Bailey Falter perform well enough to have the number five spot? No more Andrew Painter, which is so frustrating, but it seems like Falter now has it because Paul, uh, Painter is Falter uh, and Fainter. Uh, you know, Painter uh, with the elbow injury seems like it's not going to happen now. Luis Patino could get the number five. Is Yanni Chirinos right now? Um, we saw Taj, Bra- Taj Bradley go 15 pitches, so I don't really expect that to happen soon. But Patino used to have it. It's about four seamers upstairs at 97 98. And then having a really good or a good slider, not as good as the fastball underneath. We'll see what happens there. Mackenzie Gore is going against Edward Cabrera. For Gore, it's about fastballs up and and the secondary is getting good effective strikes and whiffs. While Edward Cabrera is just get the fastball in the zone, man. That's all I care about. If it's a high walk rate, I'm no, I don't want it. If it's a zero walks, that's the most important thing with Edward Cabrera. Graham Ashcraft is going against somebody with San Francisco. I Ashcraft, unless I see like strikeouts galore, like I don't believe it uh samson is he good enough to earn the five spot from westnesky i doubt it um against win on texas do not care about that um lance lynn is going against corbin burns ace is going to ace on both sides as long, as long as they don't just screw up everything's fine fujinami against gallon fujinami we don't want walks essentially uh he's a cherry bomb to me though i think he's going to have a lot of walks zach gallon just be an ace and everything's fine uh, Seth Lugo versus Davidson. Um, Seth Lugo. I'm actually going to watch this one. I'm very curious to see how his uh, breakers and and fastballs work. Is he commanding well? Does he have a good approach? Or is he getting whiffs on it? Because he is the number five right now for the Padres. And see also how much they stretch him out. Tucker Davidson's fighting for that spot in the rotation. But Canning should have that. Uh, Carrasco versus Valdez. Uh, Valdez should be fine. Carrasco's velocity was down about three ticks last time. It might be by design. We'll see if it comes up in any way. Should start to be ramping up a little bit by now. Um, I'm curious about that one. And Tanner Houck versus Schuster. We don't care about Schuster. Tanner Houck might have a job for the Red Sox out of the gate. Winkowski and Cutter Crawford also there. Uh, he needs to limit the walks. That's always been his issue. He has a really good slider, but then does he trust a splitter in, in fastball inside the zone? Is he able to do that? Is he able to get enough strikes with a slider? Um, we'll see what happens there. But that's it. For today's episode of the Plus Pitch Podcast, make sure you subscribe and consider getting Peel Pro for your drafts. The live draft assistant tool I've been using, it's so good. You guys are in, if you're in a like a standard league um, um, for 12 teamers, all that kind of stuff, it is amazing. You input the picks inside of our draft board, you see the best remaining players, you see our big board, gives you dollar values. It, it's so good and it's the easiest tool I've ever used. I, I normally avoid tools and this one I have to use for all my drafts. It's just that good. So uh, consider getting PL Pro. Go to pitchos.com slash premium to check out all the things you can get. At the very least, PL Plus. It's an amazing Discord. Uh, it supports the site. Ad-free website. All that stuff. If you don't want all those tools, um, it really can change your league just by asking us questions all the time inside of our Discord. It is a fun, fun place to be. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.